Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Welcome to another session on The Church is Not Closed. It's been deployed. And this week, another week, we have another friend. We have another story of what God is doing around the UK. This week, I'm really pleased to introduce you to another friend called Deborah Green. Uh, Deborah Green is the founding uh, director of Rock Redeeming Our Communities. It's a national charity that has hundreds of centres around the UK working in partnership with churches and with the police and other local, local community agencies. Um, it, her, she's married to Frank, her husband, and she used to until recently was the two of them would lead Ivy Church in Manchester, which is a great diverse church up there. Um, she's also received an OBE for her work in the community uh, for services to the community cohesion. She's an author of multiple books. Her last one was called Mountain Moving Prayer. And she is a great woman. She's a woman of prayer. She believes in prayer. She works in the prophetic. I love working with her. She's a real treat to be alongside. She loves people, loves God's church. And I'm really excited to see what she's going to say today around the idea about going out there again. We've been stuck in. What's it going to be like to be prepared to get out there again? But first of all, here's a video to tell us about the work of Rock. We're really excited tonight to be in Wolverton, which is part of Milton Keynes, and we're doing another rock conversation. Although Milton Keynes is a fantastic place to live and there's a great community spirit, there's also been some quite serious crime issues. What the rock conversation is about is joining up all the dots, where the people of goodwill are working together and creating solutions to community problems. Ultimately, it's such a positive thing that these, this event is even happening in the first place. I love that it's so focused around conversation and talking. I think the great thing about Rock is the way in which we've attracted so many different people from parts of the community that I personally would normally meet and I'm very pleased to do so. I think the main thing for me is just the, the, the sense of community really. I mean, I think it's fascinating that we've been here, filled this room um, for the people that are just engaged in the community. And I think to see everybody working together is, is really what this is all about. I think this is really important because Schools are being asked um, to do so much these days, as are the police, but one of the things that I think we should be doing more of is connecting that work together. And I think the more that we can work together and look for overlaps, that's just a sensible way to approach things from my perspective. I think events like these need to occur more often and as often as possible. We need more discussion and more engagement between the police and between young people like myself just to build that trust and also just to get to know each other, I think, face to face. This event's been hugely uh, impressive, bringing together people from across Milton Keynes. And as someone coming from outside of the city, the thing that I'm always um, really aware of is the strength of community in Milton Keynes. People in the city love Milton Keynes, and I think that's really valuable. Uh, and I, it's shown this evening uh, with, with the contributions here. I think if we can harness that, there's so much that, that we can do. 
fundamentally this is a team effort for all of us, whether it's the police in uniform or wider society, we can all make a difference to improve people's lives. watching it's great to see you thanks so much for inviting me to speak at Freedom Church I'm Deborah Green the founding director of Redeeming Our Communities Rock I know you've just seen a little bit of a film clip about the type of events that we've been doing around the country we've done about 200 of them now just helping communities celebrate the good and work together towards safer, kinder communities by coming up with solutions to practical social issues that communities face, from things like elderly isolation through to youth antisocial behaviour, mental health and other issues. And it's just been fantastic to be rushing around the country doing these kind of events. But I don't know about you, but I have been a bit frustrated with this lockdown season as an extrovert who loves the company of other people. I've had 14 weeks working from home now and just uh, excited that it might be time to get back out there again. So that's what I want to speak to you about. I've got to know Sim and Lottie through Spring Harvest. Sim and I have been on Spring Harvest planning group together so it's just great to share this time with you. I've watched some of your online services and seen that you are really a fantastic church that, that's kept well connected together over this period and been out there and got out there serving local communities. So I'm sure you're going to um, like what I've got to say about community stuff because you're already doing it just want to read from Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that the nets began to break. So they signalled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. He and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled up their boats on the shore, left everything and followed him. I love this passage. It's a passage that's really inspired us to do the work that we do as rock, to see that miracle of multiplication of fish 
which um, is a bit like the miracle of multiplication of people when you have a passion for communities and bringing people together. Jesus uses a nature miracle to explain the calling on these fishermen's lives and what they're going to be doing is following him and learning how to be missional in, in, in their community. But this story starts with a really negative experience. And I don't know about you, but I love that about the Bible, that it's real, that it, it tells us the hard times, that it tells us the times where we struggle, where, where the disciples struggled, where um, things go wrong, as it were, and how people learn through that and how people live with that. And I think that's one of the things that I found really, really encouraging. So it starts with a negative experience. These fishermen who were well used to fishing have been up all night and they have caught nothing. Um, this is going to be, this is going to mean loss of income. This is, this really speaks of failure and disappointment. And all they want probably is to pull up on the shore, pack everything away and go home and get some rest, get something to eat and just have a time to, to um, lick their wounds and feel sorry for themselves. That is how often we feel when we've had a bad day or a bad week or a bad year, as it is for some people. We, we, ju we just want to walk away from the situation. Some of us even want to give up on those times. And uh, it doesn't say so, but there's probably tension on the water that night as well, friction within relationships, um, possibly arguments and tempers risen. You know, sadly, during this time of lockdown, during this time of pressure, relationships have really struggled, many relationships. And the Relate counselling services is um, telling us that they've had a 100% increase in people turning to them for marriage guidance counselling. And um, many relationships are, are finding it really difficult when um, that they're forced to live in close proximity and face situations that they may not have had to face before. People are losing jobs. People are losing income in a similar way to how the fishermen, uh, have, what the fishermen have experienced. This is a difficult, tough time. Um, the amazing thing about Jesus is he sees all of these things that we're going through and he knows how we feel. He empathises with that. There isn't any human suffering that he hasn't seen or experienced. And he steps into the boat, that very boat of that they've abandoned, that boat which uh, symbolises disappointment and failure and the feeling of wanting to give up. And he begins to speak hope into their circumstances and situation to tell them you can go out back out again to tell them that he's almost going ahead of them to prepare the way that this time the experience is going to be different you know when we experience something really tough it's hard for us to have the hope it's hard for us to lift our heads to see what the Holy Spirit might be saying, what Jesus is saying into that situation, because we feel overwhelmed by that failure and that disappointment. 
Someone said, um, my disappointment is God's appointment, that within that disappointment, if I'm able to bring that to him, he can speak words of hope into that into that very situation. My son's friend a few weeks ago, who'd recently been promoted in his job and then furloughed, on, mon- on the Monday a few weeks ago, received a phone call from his boss to say that he was being made redundant along with some of his colleagues. The boss was very apologetic. This this guy's really good at his job. He offered to write him a, um, a reference, but this young guy was really fearful of how would he get a, a, another job in this present climate? How's he going to put food on the table? How is he going to pay his rent? And he sunk to rock bottom. And, and he, he almost didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. He was feeling so low. But someone encouraged him to apply for a job on Zoom. And because he'd got a good reference from his boss, uh, on the Thursday, he went for the interview via Zoom. And on the Friday, not only was he offered another job, it was a better job with an £8,000 increase in salary. I share that story with you because situ- our situations don't always get turned around in a week. But he went from the lowest point on Monday to the best possible news on Friday. And I really feel that... This is an, an, a time where we, we need the Holy Spirit to speak into our circumstances, whatever we might be facing, whether it's with relationships or whether it's work, whether it's finance, whether it's health, that Jesus steps into that place uh, that we want to abandon, that we want to walk away from and encourage us to face those things and to go back out and to trust his word. And he says to them, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And they, they, they say, yeah, because you say so, we will, which is the right answer. But it doesn't record for us some of the feelings that they might have been having. You know, some of the more cynical uh, feelings that the fishermen might have had towards Jesus at that point. Oh, really, Jesus? You're a carpenter telling us as fishermen how to, how to fish. <laughs> how to do our job. And um, and you're telling us to go out during the day when the night time is a better time for fishing and we didn't catch anything last night and this is the same boat and this is the same water and you really think we're going to be successful. And there's a cynicism sometimes that we feel when God speaks to us, maybe just me, uh, and we don't always automatically embrace what he's saying, especially if he's telling us to go out into the deep, because I don't know about you, but um, I'm, I'm not a great swimmer, so the deep water for me is quite a scary place, but the deep water often in scripture is a dangerous place. It's a place we could be afraid of. It's certainly leaving our comfort zone behind. And instead of going and tucking ourselves up in bed, we've got to now go back out again. And um, the Holy Spirit speaks to us in those moments of our life about going into the deep water, leaving comfort zones and really trusting God and really trusting his word. And we go to that scary place. Because it's in the deep water that God does the miracle. It's in that very deep place that we've been afraid to go and to leave behind the comfort of our 
of our of our lives as it were to go somewhere new with God and I love Psalm 42 where the psalmist says deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls all your waves and breakers have washed over me there's there's something about the deep of God calling to to the deep within the church right now to go to deeper place with him maybe a deeper place of prayer maybe a deeper place of trust to experience this miraculous catch of fish or whatever that was symbolised for you and for me, that miracle of trusting God and that miracle of multiplication. And these, these ancient fishing boats were big. They were about 30 feet in size. So this is a lot of fish now. The Bible calls this miracle the miraculous catch of fish. The fish start literally jumping into the boat and the, this 30 foot ancient fishing vessel begins to sink under the weight of the fish. This is when all the buses come at once, isn't it? This is this is where suddenly you go from a night of no fish to abundance of fish. Uh, but believe it or not, this presents a problem. Success can bring problem with it. Um, they, the, the boat is too full. These fish are going to be wasted. And then it talks about them signalling to their partners in the other boat so that the two boats together can maximise that miracle. That is such a key verse. But I really relate to this because at the beginning of um, this year, January the 1st, we were commissioned by the Home Office to deliver 23 of those Rock Conversation events all across the country in different communities. In one week, we had three events in one week. Um, the Home Office said Rock is our preferred provider of community engagement. And we suddenly became the victims of our own success. And uh, I was tearing my hair out. I didn't have a big enough staff team. We didn't have enough hours in the day. To, to We didn't have the capacity to, to take on such a big commissioning, but we knew it was the Holy Spirit. We, the Lord had spoken to us about it the year before. So we knew it was an opportunity we had to accept. I was sharing this with a friend of mine in church called Charlotte and uh, just before the lockdown period in, in early February I was telling her I'm, I'm really struggling to, to fulfill this commission I just haven't got enough hours in the day and to make matters worse my colleague my closest colleague had a heart attack on the 6th of February and I definitely didn't think I could do it and she asked me a question that I want to ask you she said, Deborah, how good are you at asking for help? And I had to just be honest. I just said, actually, I'm rubbish at asking for help. I haven't asked anybody for help. I always try and do it myself. Maybe I'm stubborn. Maybe I'm proud. Um, I don't like to put people out to have all sorts of excuses. I don't even often ask for prayer. And she really challenged me to ask for help. So I put out to some of my friends, I need help. And six people who've helped me in the past from around this country, people who lead quite significant ministries and churches, contacted me personally and said, we will help you run those events. 
And because of that team that suddenly came together quite quickly, we were able to run those events in the time frame that we were given. Signal to you to your partners and ask for help. Who are the people in the other boat who are going to come and help you with that miracle of multiplication, with that success, as it were? We give our disappointments to God. We allow him to speak his words of hope. I love the scripture in Jeremiah, which says, I know the plans I have for you, says the prophet Jeremiah, uh, speaking on behalf of God, plans for hope, plans for the good, plans for hope and a future, no matter how your week started. Sorrow may last for a while, but joy comes in the morning when we're serving the living God. Provision follows vision. There is another boat in the water to come alongside to help you. And maybe as a church, Freedom Church, God is opening up new partnerships for you, new relationships with the local authority, maybe with other churches, with um, the housing associations. We have a fantastic project in Blackpool, which is called Rock Garden, where team of previously unemployed people we train them up as gardeners they go in and renovate overgrown gardens and uh, we have before and after pictures of an overgrown garden and then this beautiful neat garden and the residents are absolutely delighted because they haven't been able to fix the garden for themselves maybe for health reasons and you know what 80 percent of those volunteers some of whom are homeless have now got paid employment such fantastic opportunities that god's opening up for us as community, we've started telephone mentoring services up since lockdown in, in eight locations around the UK, just trying to find ways of, of bringing God's life and God's favour into community by responding to opportunities. Will you just allow Jesus to speak into that place of disappointment, that place of fear and failure, recommission you, if necessary, to go back out again, to go into the deep. Do not be afraid, it says in that scripture. From now on, you're going to be doing my work, says Jesus. Do not be afraid. Go into the deep and ask him, who are my partners in the other boat? Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for prayer. That's why we're church. We have one another and we have the Holy Spirit. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that you go ahead of us to prepare the way, that you speak through dreams and visions and through scripture and through the body of Christ. And you speak prophetically to us and you always have a commission for us. And it's always according to what you can do in our lives if we make ourselves available. Lord, would you, um, would you redeem everybody's uh, disappointment, everybody who feels that they want to walk away right now? And would you speak to them those words of hope and that there is um, a better season ahead, a season ahead where your resources are going to come where your miracle of multiplication can happen in that deep place. And Lord, would you show us who our partners are in the other boat? 
I just pray a blessing over Freedom Church uh, and a real sense um, that I had when I was on my prayer walk the other day praying for you from Psalm 23, which says, He leads me beside the quiet waters. He restores my soul and a sense that you are going to be led into uh, such a place where others who are invited can receive from the Holy Spirit the restoration of their souls in that quiet, unhurried place of those green pastures and those quiet waters. And I just see a refuge there in that beautiful, lush, green place that he's opening up for you as church, a place of refuge, a place where people's lives are restored, a place where stresses and strains fall away in his presence, a new place of freedom. So thank you, Jesus. Bless my sisters and brothers as they serve you. In Jesus' name, Amen. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk Thank you for listening.